Hello, and welcome to the King Heroes Journey podcast. I have James the Patriot on today, who I got to know through Alphonse Fagiolo and Big Sid Brandon, who have both been on this podcast as well. Welcome, James. It's so great to have you here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate my, it. My pleasure. So I'm going to take a minute and set up Rockfin for anybody who likes to go over there. I have shared a link in the chat and we already have some people on. So that's great. Now that is live. I will share the link one more time. Anyone prefers a Rockfin uncensored platform, as I always say. Yeah, we like uncensored. We like uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're running with so many weights on all the time. And I often think about how strong that makes us as a result, right? Like, Seriously. where would I be at if there was no shadow banning? And, oh. you know, my, yeah, it's it's just a bloodbath on Facebook. I, I, I don't send anybody there, but my boy, I'm, I'm lucky if I can get 30 views on uh, an interview there. And just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it, Recently, it's been these alternative platforms, channels, and the sad reality is, is we're still at their mercy, right? If they decide to change their their policies or whatever, then you're at their you're at their mercy, which is which is terrible. I mean, there there are some court actions taking place, which is good, but it's it's slow. Mm -hmm. Courts are slow. Mm -hmm. It helps us <clears throat> in the truth world because you can see people that don't get shadow banned and censored. There might be something off there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For example, yeah, yeah, you know, you're over the target. <laughs> you know you're ever at the target exactly. Yep. So, so before before I introduce you, I just would love to say hello to the chat. Steve Mack is here. I haven't seen you for a while. That's awesome. Glenn Jay is uh, uh, don't know what that means what you said there, but that's cool. Hello, T Post, and uh, do jump in in the chat if you have any specific questions for James as we go. Then you're most welcome. It can help to put it in capital letters for me just so that uh, I can see it's an actual question. And without further ado, I would like to, I love, by the way, James, that you, you're able to share your real name. I have a, a fetish with real names <laughs> after all these years in the, uh, you know, in the truth world and everybody's kind of clandestine and hiding out and they don't mm -hmm. want anyone to know who they are and they have a different name on every single platform. And for a person like me, that's gather, gather, uh, gathering community, that's really difficult because, you know, you could be my close brother or sister and I don't know it just because yeah. of your, your screen name. So yeah. James the Patriot is James Tracy, mm -hmm. otherwise known as James the Patriot. He's been active in law since the lockdowns of 2020 and spent hours immersing himself in the law and the Constitution and the rights that we as free people enjoy. That's the premise of everything that I'm doing, that, that that's the, the beginning of it. We're not fighting for our rights. We're just standing for them, standing in them. And uh, James is working to educate as many people in particular about the Bar Association and how yes. going to court without a lawyer is way bigger in its uh, potential and ability to, you know, get your needs met and, and see justice than if you were with a lawyer. So if you don't know that already, maybe you're new to the channel or you're new to the alternative law world, then this is a very big point he's going to make today. So uh, yeah, his goal is definitely to teach people how they have the power in the courts without an attorney. Mm -hmm. uh, James lives in Utah, as he was just telling me with his family. It's not winter there. It is winter here. We have some serious, uh, it's not that cold, but boy, are we getting snow every single day. Last oh. year, last year was a knock him down. Oh man, I was, uh, yeah, it, 
Um, Couldn't wait for spring last year, huh? <laughs> no, no, exactly. And it came really late. So yeah, that was a stressful winter we had. Hello, Queen of Swords. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. Uh, James is also a husband to Maggie of almost 20 years. Congratulations, father to six kids, five of whom are his own and one adopted nephew as well. So that shows uh, a lot of character in there being willing to take in a child. And uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about James's motivation, his experience, knowledge in court procedure, and then particularly about the Bar Association as well. Awesome. Yeah, so would you like to uh, take a few minutes and just let us know what the last couple of years has been like for you? What, how, how did you get into the law world? What was, was there an inciting incident, which is always the case in the hero's journey? Yeah, I, I think like, like most people, it was, uh, it was the uh, fantasy that was known as COVID, probably. And I'm not sure if we're allowed to say that, the, the C word. <laughs> yeah, this C word is actually better just because okay. I'm, yeah, I'm on board time here. So, That's okay. No worries. Yeah, it was the fantasy known as the C word, right? When, <laughs> when, when that was all broadcast to everybody that there was a, a deadly V that was going to kill us all. And so we all had to stay in our houses and, and all these things. And, you know, at, at first it was kind of like, oh my goodness, you know, because, you know, we as Americans, you know, we, we don't, we didn't have any reason not to trust you know, I mean, I've always been skeptical of government, but I've never been super skeptical. Well, I tell you right now, I don't trust anything out of anybody's mouth. Um, I, I, I take the, the Russians approach, which is trust, but verify. <laughs> so we all know how the Russians verify things. So um, <clears throat> no, it was, it was my wife and I were just, you know, trying to make heads or tails of, of, of everything that was going on. And what really didn't make sense to us was when they started hounding the face coverings um that made zero sense to me whatsoever um you know i'm not a i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist i'm not i don't have any sort of degree any college degree for that matter um but i you know god gave me a brain and and i use it i, I at least i think i do <laughs> i guess it depends on the day <laughs> um but it just it didn't make sense to me is like well wait a second you're telling me that this that this v is smaller than you know even some other prominent v's that have been out there forever um and, but but a cloth face mask is supposed to stop that i that just didn't make sense it was i i likened it like putting your face next to a chain link fence and seeing if somebody could squirt you with a water bottle on the other side <laughs> you're gonna get wet exactly. so that that chain link fence isn't gonna do anything mm -hmm. so that really got me thinking and and part of it too is for my uh, for my day job, I, I travel quite frequently across the United States. Um, actually, I, I live out in the western part of the United States, but I travel out east. Um, that's where my customers are. And so when the airlines were really hounding on covering your faces, I was like, okay, this is not good. You know, I'm, um, and I don't have a problem sharing this. I, I've been a migraine sufferer since I was 11. Ah. And uh, as soon as I was covered, yep, if I was rebreathing my own CO2, I would get a splitting migraine every time and I couldn't do it, but they wouldn't give me an exception. So I started just immersing myself in as, okay, this, something's not right. Um, I spent a lot of time active in our, um, in the 2021 <clears throat> legislative session here in, here in Utah. Um, <laughs> the Utah legislative session runs from the last, let's see, it's either the second last week or the or the last week of February through March. Um, and so I was up at the Capitol building quite frequently trying to, you know, that's what we do, right? We go talk to our elected representatives and, and they were all just as clueless. I mean, they were just 
boneheads, every last one of them. Um, and so I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. We're not going to get remedy this way. And it wasn't until later in, I want to say about March or April, um, it was spring. I was actually driving through New Jersey um, on one of my trips, and I was listening to um, an episode from the SGT report, if you're familiar with uh, Sean and the SGT mm -hmm. report. Um, and he had on as his guests, he had Alphonse and he had uh, Crow 777. And they were talking about how nobody can tell you what to do. You have these rights. And I was like, I've always known I had rights, but I never really understood what that meant or how to exercise them. And so I started doing some more research into it, digging into things. And what I found was, you know, we have been brainwashed. I don't know what it's like, you know, for you guys, but here, here in the United States and here in Utah, as, as kids in school, you know, you're told if you have a legal problem, you got to go find a lawyer. You got to go get an attorney. You know, they have to be able to talk to you because the, the legal system is, is convoluted and it's, it's difficult for most people to navigate. And, and I always believed that, you know, I'd actually um, been involved with the legal system before, um, nothing in a serious matter, but um, it was scary. And so, you know, we, we hired an attorney and took care of it. Luckily for us, it wasn't a big, a big situation. But what, what I was looking at was all these people who were wrongfully prosecuted or who were prosecuted for victimless crimes, mm -hmm. which made no sense to me. I mean, I, does it make sense to anyone? How is it a crime if there's no victim? I, I mean, if there's nobody now I get it, you know, if, if, if you murdered somebody, the victim can't speak for themselves clearly, but if, if there's no victim complaining like, Hey, this guy stole from me or he, you know, he assaulted me or, or something to that nature. How is there a crime? It didn't make sense to me. <clears throat> and it still doesn't make sense to me. But what I found yeah. out was um, the Bar Association is it's, – it's been controlling people's access to our courts and to the legal system for well over 150 years. Here in the United States, the Bar Association was formed in 1878. So if you have to, you have to sit back and think about it. So 1878 was when the Bar Association was established. But yet when you look at the Bill of Rights – that we as Americans enjoy, um, you see that in the sex, in the sixth amendment, that everyone has the right to assistance of counsel. So if, if there was no bar association back when the declaration of independence and when the constitution was written, what did the founders mean by that? Well, they meant that everybody has, a, has a right. Everybody has a right to have help. Somebody can help them. So it wasn't until the bar association came around that they started convoluting things because they figured, Hey, this is a cash cow for us. We can make the the individual representing the plaintiff a member of our association. The individual prosecuting can be a member of the association. Oh, and for good measure, let's make sure the judge is one too. So my question is, is how are you expected to get remedy where you have your best interests at heart when three of the individuals in that courtroom are all the members of the same association? Mm -hmm. And private association. I just want to jump private. in. Private association. So exactly. you're not actually subject to public law as a result. Now, yes. under really extreme circumstances, they should be. But as we know, all kinds of stuff happens in that world anyway. But uh, yeah, exactly. I just wanted to point out a very yeah. bad, bad, very bad abuse of the private domain. No, and, and they've, like I said, they've, they've taken something that's, that's you know, the, the way the system was designed. The way that it operates is a beautiful, I mean, hands down, the best 
judicial system on the planet. I mean, really, you have you have your district level courts, you have courts of appeals, and you have a Supreme Court. I mean, if you can't get remedy in, in one of those three, then, then, then you don't have a, a, a situation where you, remedy is available. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the end of the story. Mm-hmm. So would you say you don't have a cause of action, a clear cause of action? Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and I can give you some examples too. I mean, um, well, not, not to get off topic, but there's, um, there's been big hype right now. There's, there's a case that has landed on the Supreme court docket that involves potentially removing the president and some people from, from office. There's a lot of hubbub about it. People are all excited about it, but I don't want people to get their hopes up. I don't, I, I would, I'd be willing to bet money that the Supreme court's not even going to take it up. Because the two lower courts, the district court and the court of appeals, both ruled that the individual bringing the claim doesn't have standing to do so. So if those two lower courts ruled that he doesn't have standing, what makes anybody believe the Supreme Court's going to say differently? So the the struggle that we have, like like Alphonse, myself, um, <clears throat> others that, that do this, Randy Kelton, uh, Brett Fountain, you know Brandon, um, he's the big sib for those of you who are. Are, are curious to know the struggle that we have is that people really want to go straight to the top and they want to take down the head of the monster. And, and while I love that passion, that's the wrong approach to take because you need to start small. You need to start in your local. It's not until you get these local people off your back, get your city or your County or your township or borough, wherever it is you live village. I don't care what you call it. Get them off your back, make them leave you alone. Once you start asserting that and once more people start doing that, they're going to start taking notice of, oh, these are people we don't want to mess with because they're just going to sue us and they're going to win. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. And so for me, it was really understanding those things and going, okay, hey, this really isn't as hard as I thought it was. Um, I just started writing a lawsuit, just started writing some things down. And, and uh, you know, I'm not smart enough to be able to write a lawsuit off the top of my head. So I had to find a template, which I did. And the thing that I love about the American system of jurisprudence is that not only is plagiarism allowed, it's encouraged. So if you find another lawsuit that's been successful, you can absolutely copy it word for word if you choose. Um, Obviously you're going to have to change the dates and the people involved to your situation, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with you doing that. So, so that's what I did. And um, really the rest is, is quote unquote history that I have been learning the litigation process as I go. Um, I, I also want to make sure people are clear that I, I took the how to win in court course. I still have it. I refer to that all the time. Uh, Dr. Graves course is you know, hands down the best self-education tool that anybody can get. If you want to learn how the courts operate and how, how to move a case through the courts and, and, and what to expect. So that's really, that's really it. I mean, that's from, from there to now, I've just been, doing what I can. I mean, I'm currently right now, as of today, I'm litigating five different cases in federal court, um, moving those along. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's about it. Very good. Wow. You've gone zero to 60. I just shared a link, by the way, to Dr. Graves course. This is my link, full disclosure that uh, I do get uh, rewarded if anyone gets the course through me. And uh, do you have a link to James? I do. It's on my Telegram channel, but don't worry okay. about it. I'll, you know, if anybody comes over through Telegram, there's it, it, the welcome message. It's there. It's the same thing. You know, Doctor okay. Graves wants to uh, he wants to reward people for you know sharing his message. But he's on it. I mean, he's a passionate man, and he's and he wants to. He would love to get this education into the schools, which I, I think we should. 
Um, mm -hmm. The problem is, again, as, as long as the bar association has got their sticky fingers and everything, it's going to be very difficult to do that. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Dr. Graves will be back on here soon as well. We haven't set a date, but uh, he's agreed to come. So, awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, I, I wanted to go back a little bit to something you said just about trust. And this is a very interesting thing. I think that a lot of people are growing up to, right? You want to trust your government. You want to trust your doctor. Mm -hmm. You want to trust that other people actually have your best interest. And I think even in the case where they're not actively, you know, having any malevolence, they don't have actual ill intention, but you can still go very wrong by putting your trust in, in, uh, in institution or in, in other men. And so do you have anything more you want to say that like that? It sounds like you've really grown yourself up and taken responsibility for everything. Well, I mean, isn't that what we're what we're taught right is do unto others as you'd have others do unto you isn't that the golden rule so if you're not willing to step up and take responsibility for your actions nobody else is going to i mean that's the problem with the government is they love to point the finger at somebody else oh it was that guy he did it it's his fault no it was that guy it's he, he did it. it's his fault i mean it, it, it's like this and so i mean guys are, are we adults or are we little kids here mm -hmm. why don't we just grow up and realize that, yeah, you made a mistake and you need to make ownership. You need to take ownership of that mistake. And that's the problem is nobody ever does. Yeah, exactly. And I love how, again, fast you have done this, that it was literally just since the pandemic began that mm -hmm. you've had your hands in this and you already have five cases on the go. And I, I heard you talk on, and you said it again today, but I heard you talk on Brandon's podcast, that, uh, which I highly recommend, by the way, uh, that that you know you don't consider yourself to be a genius or over the top uh you know smart and and I just want to use that as an example as that this this is more approachable than people think yeah yeah it's not as hard as you it's been made to believe okay you just have to have an understanding of how the courts operate you have to know what a cause of action is you have to know what essential elements make up that cause of action and you have to know how to plead those and that's pretty simple. And there, all of that stuff is 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 detailed um, in Dr. Graves' course. In he's got videos, he's got um, he's got mountains of information that you can spend a lot of time with. One thing I love about Dr. Graves is he says, "Hey, my course is so simple; an eighth grader can learn how to do it over the weekend." And it really is. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. <laughs> you know, I've actually been, <clears throat> I've actually been introducing my kids to it as well. Um, mm. My oldest daughter is uh, soon to be sixteen. She's in high school here, and I've been quizzing her on. I was like, "Hey, do you know what? Uh, excuse me. Do you know what amendment um, protects your uh, protects your right to free speech and your right to practice your religion as you want?" And, you know, she didn't know those at first, which the school systems are failing our children. Um, and I and I say that because what I find is interesting is, God, I cannot remember his name, but I want to say about 40 or 50 years after the founding of the United States, there was a, a journalist or an author from France who came and lived with United, in the United States for about four or five months. I can't remember his name. It's going to drive me nuts. But what he noticed and what he, what he wrote was he says it was – he says, I was hard pressed to find an everyday citizen who did not know their rights and who did not know the Constitution. Now, if you go onto the street of any city in the United States, you're going to be hard pressed to find anyone who can tell you 
any of the ten, the first ten amendments of the of the Bill of Rights and what they are and what what rights uh, they protect. I mean, people don't understand is, and, and this is the way that these governments are pushing is they want to make your rights come from the government. No, 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 no. Our rights come from our Supreme Creator, from God. You know, I'm I'm a Christian. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. That's that's my faith. Now, someone might have a different faith. That's totally fine. Somehow you got here, and whoever put you here gave you rights. The government did not give you rights. And mm -hmm. you need to know that, and you need to stand on that. You need to stop letting these public servants walk all over you just because they may carry a gun and a badge, or they may wear a black robe, or they may call themselves mayor or esquire or whatever else title they want to call themselves. I don't care. You, you are just another man or another woman. And in the eyes of the law, we're equal. You have no more rights than I do. I can't make you do anything. Therefore, you can't make me do anything. Now, the only way you can is if I'm afforded my right to procedural due process of law. And that's what's been enumerated in the Constitution through the Bill of Rights. That's what's been enumerated in laws and statutes in every single state and also across the federal agencies. And that's what people need to know and understand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, brilliant. And uh, so this is not to judge anyone at all or to proselytize or, you know, encourage anybody to change, swap their beliefs. But I have a hard time imagining how someone could have authentic standing without knowing God at some level. And yeah. I like, I like how Amanda Redding would put it. Like you don't need to um, believe in this stuff. You just need to have the values of it. Yeah. Well, it was, um, Benjamin, not Benjamin Franklin, uh, James Madison said that um, that, that a, a, a functioning republic is 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 uh, laid on the principles of a, of a religious and moral people. You don't have a religious and moral people. You don't have a functioning republic. And this is another thing that I need to that I keep beating in people's heads. You know, you're going to hear on the mainstream media, the news, you know, democracy, this democracy, that democracy, this. Well, they would love for people to believe this is a democracy because in a democracy, the government rules. It's the it's the. Oh, the, the majority rules. And that's not the way that our, our form of government was, was uh, set up for a number of reasons, because the founders believed in individual rights. We all have individual rights. And as such, we are sovereigns. We are sovereign men and women. We have individual rights. And those rights can never be taken away without proper due process of law. But see, the, these, these elitists, if you want to call them that, they believe that if they keep pounding in people's heads that, oh, hey, this is a democracy, then my rights come from the government, but they can take them away just as, as easily as they gave them to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why you see all these ridiculous laws that infringe on all of our rights, like our rights to bear, to keep and bear arms, our rights to, to freely assemble, excuse me, any number of other things. But you guys have to sit back and realize, okay, hold on a second. If that right interferes, excuse me, if that law interferes with any of my rights, there is Supreme Court precedent that says I have a right to re to ignore that and practice in that right with impunity because the Supreme Court has stated a number of times that, that nobody, that the government cannot convert the enjoyment and privilege of a right into a crime. Can't happen. So all these people that are prosecuted for gun crimes that have never had any criminal history before, every single one of those, those aren't gun crimes. Those are unlawful laws. Exactly. So that's what people need to know. They need to understand. You need to know your rights. Just read the read the Constitution. You know, I don't care what country you're in. Canada has a constitution. 
Australia has a constitution. Even the UK has a constitution now. I mean, it's, it's interesting how the United States was the first country to, to really try this. And everybody else was like, oh, we're not doing it. And then most slowly they started to come around. And now almost every country in the world has a constitution. I shouldn't say every country, but the majority of the, of the Western nations, if you want to call them that. So. Yeah. And I just want to say for the record that uh, as soon as you say Canadian constitution, I get a whole bunch of people coming my way to say, oh, it's never been ratified and it's a, it's a fake and back to you know all kinds of history that might very well be true. I don't, I don't doubt that that's possible. And I've heard people I respect say that too. But the fact is they act as if it's true as mm -hmm. if it's real. And therefore, people who use the Constitution, Amanda Redding, big shout out to her. I don't know if she's going to be listening or taking this in, but uh, you know, she's a champion for our Constitution that otherwise people are just like, oh, you know, never ratified, don't even think about it. And therefore, don't stand on it. Mm -hmm. Don't, right? Don't yeah. hold them to their own laws. Um, I well, also just well, wanted to point out. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, not, not to cut you off. I just wanted yeah. to say it's important to understand that the Constitution... <clears throat> when the founders of the United States got together, they said, okay, how do we create this new nation? And how do we, how do we rein in federal power? How do we ensure that the rights of the people are guaranteed, but how do we rein this in? It's like, well, let's do this. Let's write down every power that the government has. And if it's not listed here, they can't do it. How about that? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, perfect. That works. So they're called enumerated powers. Every country is going to have one. So, whether whether that that contention of, of the Constitution in, in Canada not being ratified or not is irrelevant. You as a woman, other people as a man still have rights. Government can't trample on you. And if they try, then you have redress in your courts. And you absolutely should take redress, redress in your courts. So that's what's important to realize. I mean, and, and the problem that we have today is I use this a term and I and I full disclosure, I stole this from um, a lecture series on the Constitution. Um, where the individual said, you know, the way our federal government operates today is a lot like if you were to take your car into a mechanic and say, hey, my brakes need to be fixed. They need to be replaced. They're getting worn. He says, sure, I'll have them fixed in three days. Come on back. So you come back in three days and find out that not only are your brakes not fixed, he changed out your wheels and tires, tinted your windows, and put on new windshield wipers. And then he hands you a bill for it. And you're like, wait a second. I never asked for this stuff. And he comes back and says, well, you never said I couldn't see the way that they operate is, well, the constitution doesn't say we can't do this. Well, you guys are misinterpreting this. You're only allowed to do what the constitution says you can do. If it's not listed here as an enumerated power, it's prohibited. You can't do it. There you go. Yeah. Amazing. I, I just had to emphasize, I have to emphasize your point about democracy. That's very, very interesting. And then, and it's such a sham anyway, because we end up with a leader because they got 51% of the votes and they do not disclose how many people are voting anymore. I know I got myself off the list yesterday for, or yesterday, last year for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. And so you're not, you're not talking about any substantial amount of the population at all. Right. When you got uh, I think our last mayor got 30 percent of of the votes for the mayor. And then again, what portion of the population is. So anyway, I just needed yeah. to emphasize that um, unless you want to respond to that. There was a question in the chat and we've got some echo. Can you hear that? No, I don't hear anything. OK, I might have to ask you to mute while I'm talking just so that the audio is OK. And uh, so if you're open to it, 
uh, Disciple the Messiah. Hello, nice to see you. What is James thinking about courts of equity for remedy? Mm, I guess I'm not quite sure what you mean by courts of equity. Yeah. Maybe you can expound on that because um, from my understanding, every court, every, every court is open to the public, open to the people for redress of grievances. So I'm not entirely sure what you mean by that. Okay, that sounds good. And Steve Mack also has a question while we're waiting for Disciple of the Messiah to uh, clarify. Are you planning on tackling the license issue or what are your thoughts driving and traveling? Yeah, that's a great question, Steve. Um, <clears throat> so from, from a rights perspective, everybody has a right to ingress and egress. That's the way the courts define that. So you have a right to travel. You can travel wherever you want, unencumbered. Uh, no one can stop you for any unlawful reason. If they do, that's a crime. So the state cannot, um, there's a Supreme Court case where, where the states um, are prohibited from creating a license and charging a fee thereof for you to be able to exercise a right. Um, <clears throat> they like to try and get around this. My personal opinion is um, I've got bigger issues to deal with rather than getting a driver license or paying the registration fees on my car. I've got bigger issues. I don't want to be hounded every 10 minutes I go down the road by somebody else. You know, I've got the sheriff's office driving around. I've got our state police driving around. You've got every municipality around here has their own police department. I don't want to be hounded and harassed by every single one of them. I don't have that much time and effort to go sue every one of them. I would love to, but I don't. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you're asking what my opinion is, do you need to carry a license? Absolutely not. Do you need to have a license on your car? Absolutely not. It's your personal property. But the reasoning behind it was, you know, to settle, um, property disputes between people. So that's, that's the way it started. Like, uh, land deeds, for example, um, they were, they were started to, you know, if Joe Blow bought property A and, and Andy bought property B, and then there, there's a dispute over where the property lines are, well, they can go back to the records and look. So that's the purpose of that. It wasn't, I mean, it's been hijacked, you know, for a taxing purposes because it's, it's become a, um, an insatiable monster, but no, I, I'm of the opinion that, um, that you don't need those, but again, pick your battles. Do you want to have those arguments? Do you want to have those, do you want to be pulled over to the side of the road for 20, 30 minutes at a time while you try to talk your way out of a ticket? Because you know, the, the road cop has only been trained to be one way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Exactly. I totally agree with that. There's only so much time in the day and, uh, you know, this is a big, subject of mine, your purpose. What are you doing here? What are you, what is God tasked you with that? If you don't do, it will go undone and you might have to do it again. <laughs> and so, you know, and that's, that's the big, that's the big ultimate crime with all of this that we're dealing with is that it gets us off our purpose. Mm -hmm. It gets us distracted by every little conflict that's in my world. That's the rebel archetype that doesn't know their particular path and is vulnerable to every little insult to their freedom, which is not irrelevant. It's just like, you know, at the end of the day, are you going to regret all of that time and energy that you spent in that arena or not? And, and that's, that's exactly, um, you know, your, your decision. That's your free will. That's why I have the house of free will as my ministry. That's my highest value right there. <clears throat> and yes, don't be a Karen. <laughs> Just yeah. uh, Disciple of Messiah is uh, clarified, though I'm not sure this adds any actual clarity that uh, every court can be a court of equity or, or common law court. And okay. uh, so I'm not sure if this helps you answer this question. I, I'm not. I'm not entirely certain, but I'm going to take a stab at it. I'm wondering if, 
So here in the United States, there are actually two different types of court processes, but they're oftentimes uh, masked as one um, or they're, they're hidden as one. Um, there's an administrative court process, which operates according to the Administrative Procedures Act. And then there's an Article Three court of record, which is a constitutional court uh, under the rules of the common law, which I'm, which I'm presuming that's what disciple Messiah means. Um, so you, you just have to know to make, you have to know and realize when you're in the one and, and, and how you can get yourself out of that and get you into the other one. Um, going back to that original question about the, the license and driver's license, you know, if you're pulled over and given a ticket, they're going to prosecute you through an administrative court of process. You're going to walk into the court to say, well, you have rights. You have a right to this. They tell you, you have a right to an attorney. That's what they tell you. Cause they want you to go that route. They want you to go to the attorney because the attorney is just going to work some way to get you to take a plea deal. Um, they tell you some other things that you have, but then they, they conveniently leave out the fact that you have a right to a trial by jury. You have a right to face your accuser. You have a right to um, receive notice uh, and opportunity to be heard. Um, you have a right to, to know what you've done wrong, who you've harmed, and, and, and how you can defend yourself against that. And they, don't, they conveniently leave that stuff out of there. Um, so that's the administrative process. Every single administrative court that I have been in, they walk all over people's rights and they just ignore things. We put, I can give you some examples of, of a friend of mine here locally. Um, he was, to make a long story short, he, he came to a, a school board meeting one uh, during the summertime, gave some comments critical of the school board. There's an obscure law here in, United, in Utah where if the school board decides that um, they don't like you, they can issue you a notice that says you're no longer allowed on school property. And if you are, you'll be given a trespass ticket. So I have my own issues with that law because it violates your constitutional rights to be able to go wherever you want unencumbered. But that's a, that's a fight for another day. <clears throat> so anyway, he was given a ticket because he had to go pick up one of his children. He has a right as a parent to accede to his, his kids and uh -huh. they gave him a trespass ticket. And anyway, the, the court process was administrative. We filed motion after motion that was constitutionally sound. That was, within the rules of the court. And they just walked all over us. It's like, well, okay, if that's how it's going to be, we're going to slap you upside the head with a federal lawsuit, which is what we've done. And we're in the middle of that process now. And I fully believe that the court's going to come back and say, what are you guys doing? They did everything they were supposed to do. You ignored it and just moved on anyway. See what people don't know. It doesn't matter whether it's a court of equity or a common law court. If that court is without jurisdiction, meaning, they, they must, they, there's a couple of different types of jurisdiction the court must have, but the one they oftentimes never prove is subject matter jurisdiction. Subject matter jurisdiction means they must prove that the statute applies to you, okay? And then there's somebody coming in there testifying under oath as such. So for example, if you look you're at the accuser, traffic laws, right? exactly, you're accuser. So if you look at the traffic laws of your state, you're going to see that they're often written for people who were engaged in commerce. Okay. Because you can't, the, the, the state or the federal government, they cannot regulate your right to travel, but they they've gotten around it by, by putting you into it in a commerce clause. <clears throat> Excuse me. So <clears throat> you have a little frog in my throat. Um, <clears throat> so the way that they, the way they try to do this is they say, okay, well, 
um, I'm just going to give you the ticket and you have to go to court to figure it out. And, and the court is um, by rule and by statute, when you look at your state laws, it's not a court of record. It's like, well, wait a second. Um, I, I'm not a member of this corporation. I'm not an employee. What am I doing in this court? You have no authority over me. You have proven nothing. And so when we challenge that jurisdiction, the court, instead of doing its job and proving the jurisdiction, they just said, no, it's denied. We're going to go ahead and go for it anyway. Well, what they've done is they've now opened themselves up for a collateral attack in another court, which is what we've done. So we've, we've, we sued them in federal court. Um, we're still going through that process. The federal court is way overwhelmed right now <laughs> for a number of reasons. Um, so we're still going through that process, but that's how that works is realizing, okay, where am I? Am I in an administrative court or am I in a common law court of law that proceeds according to my constitutionally secured rights? And if you're not in, if you're in the, the, the first and not the second, you, you need to just file your paperwork and just step away. I don't even bother with them anymore. I just, mm -hmm. my paperwork says you, you guys have no, you've not proven jurisdiction. There's no, there's no claim before this court that the court can grant relief on. And until there is, you've got nothing. And they may threaten you with arrest. They may threaten you with all sorts of things. But like everything else that the government does, it's just a big scare tactic. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, I went for some insurance on my vehicle the other day. And uh, and then she's like, you have to this and you have to that. And I'm like, do you have any idea how many times I have challenged the have to in these last two years and discovered that it's smoke and mirrors? Mm -hmm. That they're going to, you know, shoot their dark eyes at you and wave their finger and go get the manager and all this kind of thing that you can stand there and just say, this is in particular, I was trying to get some money out of the bank and, you know, just seeing the economy writing on the wall and like, you have to tell us what this is for. And I'm yeah. like, this is for my personal business. And that's the end. Yep. And they acted like they weren't going to serve me. But in the end, they did. They just had to make it hard on me. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, but yeah total lies you know again they 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 want they they want the sheeple for lack of a better term they just want you to come on in pay your fee next come on in pay your fee next that's and and, and to those people that are working there it's how they've been trained oftentimes they don't even know they're they're they're, they're violating people's rights when exactly. they do that exactly uh, i just wanted to go back when you said the courts are overwhelmed does that work in your favor or does that work against you no it works in your favor i mean it's mm -hmm. just it's a, it, you know like uh, alfonso say this and you know his mentor steve emerson says this as well it, it's it's a it's a target rich environment i mean it really is you've got government officials violating people's rights up and down left and right and sideways um they 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 break laws all day every day they don't even practice or follow their existing law i mean i'll give you another quick example um, this, the same friend of mine, the poor guy, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually helping him litigate two cases because he had the one I just told you about. He had another one where he attended our, uh, state Capitol earlier this year for, um, there was a, uh, a Senate committee meeting where they were debating on a proposed, it was a bill, uh, regarding the V mandates. Um, so he was there and he happened to have a sticker on his shirt that, um, said vote yes for the bill. So there's nothing wrong with that. Well, um, some some of the security and other people took issue with it for whatever reason. Um, he asked, well, like, well, what law am I breaking? And they couldn't give him a law. He said, what rule am I breaking? They couldn't give him a rule. He says, I don't have to give you a rule. I mean, we've actually got video of one of the state police troopers saying, I don't have to give you the law. You have to do what I say. 
<laughs> I'm like, Ooh. really? All right, we'll see how well, like, like Randy Kelton says, we'll see how well that works out for you, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. um, anyway, long story, another long story short, he, he refused, as his, was his right. Eventually he did comply and remove the stickers while the guy just, the guy that, that was asking him to remove just wouldn't leave it alone. And so he had him arrested, had him, had him hauled out of the Capitol. Well, so when you review that process under Utah law, if an individual is arrested, the officers are, and I'm quoting, are to take them to the nearest magistrate in the local city, county, or precinct in which the offense occurred without unnecessary delay. Right. I don't know what that means to you, but to me, it's like, okay, if I arrest this guy, I got to go take him to the magistrate. The purpose behind that is, is the magistrate is the one who determines whether or not the officer had probable cause. Exactly. Okay. And the Supreme Court has stated, stated this, that someone independent of the prosecution and the arresting officers must determine probable cause. Guess what they never do? They never do this. They didn't do it in this case. And I very rarely see that on any other case of anybody else who's ever been arrested. Generally, the process is if they're arrested, they're taken to the local county jail. And that's it. Mm-hmm. No magistrate, exactly. No magistrate, no nothing. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. Constitution, the Utah Constitution, guarantees everybody to an examining trial, whereas the examining trial is for the determination of probable cause. Exactly. And I just want to point out how, what a big revelation it was to me that uh, your your police officer isn't your accuser. No. They, they can't be the one that, that you stand before as your accuser. Yeah. Right? And that's all yeah. you got. They don't have yeah. a law. They don't have an accuser. What's going on here? Yeah. Where's my accuser? Mm -hmm. Well, we're going off of the witness of the police officer. Oh, really? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just chew that up right now and spit it back in your face because it's it's not how that works. Mm -hmm. It's not how mm -hmm. it works. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. That's awesome. Just see if there's any more questions here in the chat. Uh, Disciple of the Messiah said, thank you for your answers. Traffic laws were placed to regulate the unfree and rightly so. Um how do you control the selfish, unthinking human in civil law? I don't know if this is answerable. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hey, mean, it's, it, it's the so we've we've already talked about the golden rule. Well, there's the silver rule, which is right next to it. Is is just, just be a good human being, respect other people's rights, and they'll respect yours. Right. I mean, does it make sense to anybody? to go driving through a residential neighborhood at hundred miles an hour. No, it doesn't. I mean, you might not be driving it. And I apologize, you know, you're in Canada, it's kilometers. So I got to remember. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. We still speak miles here. Yeah. Okay. I right, just yeah. want to make sure, um, you know, so it, it doesn't make sense to do that, but you know, am I going to fault someone if they're driving through a residential neighborhood going 30, 35 miles an hour? No. Who have they harmed by that? No That's one. It. That's you know, it. it. It's not until they, they, they present that situation. And, and that's what's happened is because of stupid people doing stupid things, the stupid government tries to regulate stupid. There's a lot of stupid there. Stupid <laughs> regulating stupid. Yeah, exactly. You How do you regulate squared. stupid? You just, you can't. Yeah. 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 And that foundation, so mm -hmm, that foundation is, you know, you really cannot control the actions of another human being. Now, if they're causing harm, you can take the extreme measure to do that. And, and I believe you're absolutely in your right at that point, once uh, the harm is extreme, 
but uh, yeah, in the in the meantime, it's you you gotta you gotta work on yourself. That's m- that's my big subject. Uh, by the way, if anybody is not aware, I do have a. I just want to mention I have a course coming up on, on, you know, specifically on finding your sacred purpose, and this is a process of getting to know yourself. This is absolutely going to support anybody who is standing up for their rights, whether it's in a lawful arena or any other part of your life, because if you don't actually know who you are and the foundation underneath all of the programming and, you know, all of the triggers, you see a lot of people in the law world, they're up in arms. They want to crucify everybody that comes their way. And, you know, you need to be able to, excuse my bad language, handle your shit. Mm-hmm. And so this is a, 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 a mechanism for that, uh, a possibility for that. So I'll share a link later. All right. So Steve Mack was saying, I have a couple of tickets that convicted you as you didn't appear. And they said they're sending it to collections and suspended all my registration access. Yeah. The collections is really interesting. Hey, when they yeah. sell your debt, is that, is that true? Do you, do you think that's what is happening? It, well, yeah, but um, it's pretty simple um, on how you can knock that out. So um, if you're getting anything from a, from a debt collector, um, you just need to write them back a letter that says something along the lines of like, Hey, just so you know, it's not now, nor has it ever been my intention to avoid paying a lawfully debt that I may owe. Um, but in order to determine that I'm going to need you to provide verification signed by somebody under the penalty of perjury that I owe you a debt. You're never going to get that back. <laughs> Maybe once in a blue moon. Okay. Because you're asking them to provide the lawful legal documentation that a court has said, yes, this is what grants this individual standing. They don't have it. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, you know, like, let's say, for example, you, Beth, you, you lend me some money and I default on that. And rather than you trying to collect my default from me, you just decide to sell it to a debt collector. Well, you th- that the contract that you and I had is now null and void. Even if there is a transferability clause in there, because you have to provide notice to me and I have a right to object to that notice. But that's what these, these companies do all the time is they just sell the debt for pennies on the dollar. The debt has actually been satisfied according to the terms of the, of the agreement. And now these new people come in and say, well, now you owe us money. As like, um, no, what you've just done is you're, you're committing securities fraud. And that's a violation that the SEC investigates. And I'm happy to go ahead and file that complaint. Oh, and just for good measure, I'm going to file a mail fraud complaint on top of it. Because the postal inspector general is 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 a good friend of mine. He's really not, but they do invite they do uh, investigate that stuff. There you go. Boom. That is very valuable information. Thank you for sharing that. Really good. Um, let's see if there's any more questions in the chat. Uh, yeah, this is one that comes up. The family law. Family law. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so, uh, I'll hang my head. I know it is. Yeah. I never, ever want to see that. I mean, <clears throat> when I was a kid, I, I went through my parents divorced. And so I, I totally understand that side of it. But f- as far as the courts, what they're concerned with is they don't care about the, the mother or the father. They don't care. All they care about is the well-being of the kids. So as long as you go into the court with the well-being of the children at heart and you say, judge, I don't care what you do to me. What I'm asking for is what's in the best interest of those kids that's all the courts are going to care about. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know exactly, Steve, what, what knowledge you're wanting to know on family law. It's very similar to any other law. Um, you know, the, the, the moving party, the petitioner, you know, if, you, if it's a divorce proceeding, you know, it's got to be a verified petition. 
meaning it's signed under, under the penalty of perjury by someone who's verified to take that oath, like a, a notary public or a, an officer of the court. Um, all of those things have to be in place. That's a verified verified claim, or in this case, a verified petition. So as long as whatever it is you're looking to do, <clears throat> you're doing with the best interest of the children at heart, the court is going to look at it that way because that's all the court cares about. Mm -hmm. Another really good opportunity to do your inner work and see because it's, you know, once uh, a married couple, they get into the, you know, mm -hmm. butting heads and most people don't realize this, but when you are in an intimate relationship, you're actually enacting the child archetype. What is, what is that relationship really about? It's a calling. It's, it's a calling from God about your mission. It's not even about the marriage. It's about your mission. And so how do people go sideways is that they get into, uh, you know, head to head. You're not, you're not there to go head to head. You're there to create and birth the new could be real children, could be projects, service to humanity. Right. But when you come head to head like that, then you're totally lost to purpose. And uh, you, you turn the person that you loved into an enemy and this is not in any way necessary. So yeah, I, that's, yep. You know, if and if you can't handle that stuff, then you're going to be coming from all the wrong motivations. And even if you win in that situation with with hatred and whatever in your heart, it's not a win for the spirit by any yeah. means. So that's yeah. my speech for that. No, that's you're 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 right on. I mean, like I said, I mean, divorce has an effect on on anyone, no matter their age. I mean, my my sister in law, she was married for five or six years, and then her parents divorced. It still had an effect on her. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of damage. And uh, just a thank you from us in Canada. <laughs> Saying you're, you're a good man. I agree with that. And Nick is freeze asking, should we claim our straw man in the UCC system? Here's a loaded one. Yeah, good luck with that. Let me know how it works out for you. <laughs> I've yet to see anybody have any success going down that road. So if it works for you, Nick, please, I'm all ears. Throw it on back out to me. All I've seen is 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 the court's crumple up that paper, throw it right back in your face. I mean, I, I don't know where, I don't know where this, this, this straw man idea came from. I mean, it, it, it I, I understand why people gravitate toward it, towards it because it does kind of make sense. It's like, Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that, that does kind of make sense why they do this or why they do that. But the issue that I run into with this Nick, and, and I'm not as brazen as Alphonse is. I mean, if you get on some of the chats, mm -hmm. you'll see Alphonse just, you know, call you every single name and colorful name in the book. But um, the reason why I, I steer clear of that is, is I, I look to the black letter law. I look to court decisions. I look to American jurisprudence. You know, this is for me here in the United States. Um, we have well over 200 years of jurisprudence in this country and the courts are required to follow this at some point in the process. There's going to be an adult in the room at some point whether that's at the district court level, whether that's at the court of appeals or heaven forbid, you have to go all the way to the Supreme court. That's all you need to know. So if you walk into any court or even if you don't walk into a court, if you file paperwork into a court claiming your straw man, claiming the UCC this or anything else of that nature, you're, you're going to get zero help from any of those courts. And, and this is what I, I want people to know and understand is that the reason why you have power as an individual man or woman when you go into court is because the courts have a duty 
and an obligation to help you. Now, if you're represented by an attorney, they could care less. But if you are there on your own and you file a pleading, now they can't come and say, well, your pleading needs this, this, and this, but they're going to give you opportunities to fix it. And I can give you a great example. I have a case I'm litigating right now. I brought suit against a, a local school district for violating my kids' rights. This is what I'm talking about, local action. And um, it was only the second lawsuit I'd ever written. It was not very good. I'm much better now than I was then. And so the judge, uh, after reviewing the case, I said, hey, give us another chance. I'm asking to amend. And the judge issued an order that says you have until next Wednesday, the 23rd, to file a motion for leave to amend along with your amended complaint. Well, we filed that today. So the judge gave us another opportunity. She all... She didn't tell me how to write my complaint, but she did tell me which causes of action would fly and which wouldn't. Mm. So I took everything out that wouldn't, and I left the causes of action in that would, added a couple of others that she didn't have before, and now we're off to the races. We'll see what happens. Super helpful. That's amazing. Yeah. I've heard other stories like that where the judge yeah. suddenly, like, they lean in, and they're they're almost amused or, like, even just, you know, there's there's something heartwarming in the situation for them and they start to oh by the way did you know you can call witnesses and you can do this and yeah, you can do that yeah. and you're going to get yeah. this package and all of that kind of thing so yeah, yeah they're 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 great they're great you know about helping people and 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 <clears throat> helping people understand the process especially if you're in there again so the courts you know if you're in there uh, unrepresented um, by an attorney you know you're there what the courts call a pro se that title means nothing. Okay. I don't want people to get confused just because the court says pro se. Um, yeah, this is a great, great. Thanks for jumping on crash. <laughs> um, this is a great, uh, a great example um, because people were, were under the false presumption that if the court labeled you pro se, then that gave the court jurisdiction to do whatever they want with you. And that's not true. The court has, and this is what I want people to understand. The jurisdiction of the court is invoked only by the sufficiency of the pleadings filed into it. So what do I mean by that? Means that there must be a verified complaint before the court. Verified is one that is taken under oath. So I can't just write something down on paper and file it and say I want to sue, I want to sue somebody. I mean, you'll get you'll get to a point until somebody realizes, "Oh, that's an unverified complaint." I can move to dismiss for lack of subject matter jurisdiction. So there also has to be a statute, a federal law or a state law that governs that action. That's the second part of giving you the, giving the court subject matter jurisdiction. So if any of those things are missing, then that court is without jurisdiction and any judgment rendered is a void judgment. And another court can go in and overturn it easily. So that's what people need to know and understand. Straw man has nothing to do with it. The way you style your name has nothing to do with it. Whether you put your thumbprint on, I, I don't care what color of ink you use. That means nothing. Zip zero zilch mm -hmm. means nothing. Mm -hmm. Now, I think where people get confused is when you have a title as, say, you're the, the chief executive officer or you're the mayor or you're a police officer, that is a separate capacity as far as the court is concerned. So there's two capacities that the court can adjudicate on your individual capacity, which is you as a man or a woman, or your official capacity or your professional capacity. So you have to know and understand that. And you have to realize, okay, 
if I'm going after this agency, what am I suing them for? Have they done something to me personally? Like, did Beth come over to my house and punch me in the face? Okay, I'm suing her individually. Or did Beth, did her podcast say that I'm a piece of garbage and I shouldn't be listened to? Well, now I'm going to sue her officially because she didn't personally get involved with me, but her podcast did. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between the two. And, and you need to realize that it's crucial to know that if you're suing a public servant, like a police officer, if you're suing them in their individual and their official capacity, if you win in their official capacity, their employer, i.e. the city, state, county, whatever, they're on the hook. Mm-hmm. They know that. Yeah. And it's been flipped that that you're showing up in your private or your public capacity. Is that just total BS? Like that you're or, or... it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, doesn't it, matter. it is total because you are a private citizen. You're private. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, that's what it is. You're, you're a sovereign man or woman, a private citizen of whatever, whatever state you live in, whatever country you live in, that, that, that has no bearing whatsoever. It doesn't confer jurisdiction to anyone because you say you're a citizen of the state or this public or anything. It means mm-hmm. nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And while we're at it, there's so many people involved in status correction. Do you think that's just part of this whole same old oh, side? Don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, I, if you can I, stand I looked, it, go ahead. I, I looked into that too. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did, you know, before mm-hmm. I really realized, I mean, I, I, again, it, I was like, this looks like it makes sense. But then I'm like, okay, as I sat back and I thought, okay, so if I change my status and I get pulled over by the, by a cop and if, and if he comes up to me, I said, oh, I'm a state national or whatever you want to call that, he's going to be like, oh, that's great. I love Mickey Mouse. Here's your ticket. What difference is it going to make? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference. And, and all I have, again, this is the struggle is they have painted a, a big target on your back and you've got these, these three letter agencies that are corrupt as the day is long that are labeling these people national uh, terrorists. And, and they're really corrupting even more the system the system is not corrupt the people in it are that's what we need to know and not all people are that's the other thing you need to realize too um the 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 strategy that i take is one that randy takes a lot and and randy says this a lot randy kelton for those who listen to his show he says if you expect to go into court and win because the facts and the law are on your side you are fooling yourself and it's true even though you have the facts and the law on your side and you're like, oh, I, I have this dead to rights, they can find a way to get you out of there real, real quick. You have to play the dirty politics game. And the way we do that is, you know, I saw somebody mentioned, you know, don't, don't call bar association attorneys lawyers. I don't. I call them liars. They're capital L-I-E, lowercase y-e-r-s. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. They're liars. Mm-hmm. They lie for a living. Their, their job is to find the truth in matters, but they don't do that. They don't even care. So I teach people, bar grieve the crap out of them. A bar grievance doesn't do anything to the, to the attorney. The bar association isn't going to care, but their insurance company does. Because yes. an insurance company, they, they work on risk mitigation, right? So if an attorney is served with one, two, or three bar grievances, their insurance company is like, hey, somebody's going to sue this guy. And if he loses, we're on the hook. You're so they're going to do one of two things. They're going to raise his rates through the roof or they're going to drop him. Right. It works. Right. Especially these private practice guys. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just in case people don't know, I had Brett Fountain come into the House of Free Will in the private and give a workshop specifically on how to do bar grievances. Yeah, Brett's, Brett helpful. is the king. 
I mean, I, I think he wakes up in the morning and just starts spewing out bar grievances <laughs> as his day goes on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. Um, so I think I know where you're going to go with this one, but let's just cover the waters anyway, because honestly, there's too many myths out there. What about registration? How, you know, you go and register your car and that means you sign it over to the king or to... Yeah, no, that doesn't mean any of that. Mm -hmm. Just because you register your car, it does not give the state, the county, the the province or wherever it is you live. It doesn't give them any ownership interest whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It means nothing. Yeah. So that's called in rem jurisdiction in case anybody's wondering. In rem jurisdiction is 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 an action against your property. So in order for a state or a county or a province or, or, or a country, wherever, in order for them to bring a claim, they're going to have to prove that they have ownership interest in that. And uh, they, they can't do it. Yeah. They can't. Because even right. though you sign up for registration, you're not signing your title over to them. The title is what grants you ownership. Right. And that doesn't give them anything. So. Right. There you go. And you don't believe in amending signatures. I've been doing that habitually now. I changed my drivers and my and my passport and uh, had a little, you know, had to fight a little bit for that. And now I always sign. And it, it, I think for me, it's just a memory that, yes, I'm signing, but I'm actually not giving rights away here because those are mine. Yeah. Yeah. So whether it's I have no problem. If you want to sign your name and put all rights reserved, I don't care. Yeah. That's totally fine. I mean, again, at the end of the day, the burden of proof is on the moving party. So Mm -hmm. if they're bringing the claim against you, all right, I'm going to sit back and go, okay, well, what evidence do you have to say you do have an ownership interest in my, in my vehicle, in my car? Yeah. What evidence do you have? And it has to be admissible evidence. If you go back to Dr. Graves course, he pounds on this evidence, 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 evidence is what wins cases. There you go. There you go. What would you say to Joel? who uh, says he doesn't trust, trust the judges. So if they're giving you advice that you always, he always assumes they're trying to mislead him. You know, so it's not mistake. always, it's not always the case, Joel. And, and, and I guess it would depend on, on where you are, which court you're in, whether you're in like a local provincial court or a, or a city court or a justice court, or if you're in, in a federal court, I, I, for one, you know, where I'm at here in, here in Utah, um, I have seen our local judges and as far as I'm concerned, they can all just go back to the uh, uh, garbage pit they crawled out of. Um, they're, they're worthless. That's, that's just me. Mm-hmm. So I, I prefer to just avoid state court here as much as I can. I take everything straight to the federal court. So, uh, so there's not- no obligation to go uh, through some stages before you get there. You can just go straight. Yeah. To I mean, so, so some states have enacted um, administrative procedures that you must follow before you can sue. And that's in a state court. But again, if, if, if anything involves your civil rights, anything, you can take any one of those cases straight to federal court. There's no requirement for a notice of claim. There's no requirement for doing anything as far as administrative goes. Nothing. You can just go straight to federal court. Um, it's easier to prove your case. You know, if you send letters, if you send affidavits prior to, you don't have to. Um, I did at first and, you know, I, I still do every now and again, um, depending on what agency I'm working with. So. Mm-hmm. You know, here, if you're dealing with a three-letter agency that likes to steal your money every year, um, the courts have stated you have to go through the administrative process before you can bring a claim in, in, in federal court. So if that's what you, if that's the situation you're in, then that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very so good. I, I would say, Joel, I, I, I wouldn't say that they're trying to give you advice, that they're trying to mislead you. Um, you know, just try to read between the lines. They might be trying to mislead you, but they might actually be trying to help. You never know. 
And if you're if you're unsure, jump onto Telegram, jump into our groups, get into the Big Sib Law, get into my group, Affidavits 101, uh, get into Alphonse's group and post your question. There are thousands of people out there that are happy to uh, to help. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Great advice. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, there's so much. I don't know if we need to keep on going, but I did want to go back to, you said that the judge gave you some advice around the causes of action that were good and clear and ones that weren't. And mm-hmm. I think that would be a really good thing to, so did you learn in the process why in particular, or, you know, why one cause of action stood and the other didn't, I imagine it comes down to evidence. Um, yes, it does. Um, a lot of it does. Um, being able to, and again, it was like, again, it was, it was, it was my, um, it was my second lawsuit I'd ever written. And I was just kind of throwing stuff up against the wall, hoping it would stick as opposed to knowing how to properly allege and um, how to write my claims where the court can say, okay, yeah, they have stated a claim for relief. This court can grant them relief. Um, So I just want to, I just want to prepare everybody listening that if you do go down this road, you file a lawsuit, generally speaking, the very first thing the opposing party is going to do is they're going to file some type of a motion to dismiss. Oftentimes it's going to be for failure to state a claim for relief. Just, just expect it. The good news is, is that the rules of the court only allow them to file one of those. So you as the moving party have a right to amend your pleadings, even if it's in response to one of those. And then if they try to file another one, well, uh Oh, that's a problem because the courts have said, Hey, you can't do that until you've answered the complaint. Because a motion to dismiss is a pre-answer motion. And so these, these people would love to just get the case thrown out before they even have to file an answer. They don't want an answer because it becomes public record. It becomes public record, whether they have to not admit or deny the things that you are accusing them of. So, Which is exactly uh, what they don't want, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So... And do you see the cases that you are involved in and, and other people's cases, do you think that it affects the system as a whole or is that really limited to the like, oh, don't go after James, don't go after Alphonse, don't touch Brett, don't touch Big Sib, and then we'll just eat everybody else alive? Or, or do you think it is systematically teaching them that they need to clean up their act? Um, no, they don't learn. <laughs> they don't learn. Yeah. No, but they, they do learn who to leave alone. So, you know, Alphonse, mm-hmm. for example, he does have a reputation in the local courts there in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Emerson down in Florida, they won't go within three miles of his house because every time they do, he sues them. So, um, that, I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day is like, do you truly want to live free? Do you want, do you want what was, what was guaranteed to you? Life, liberty, and property is, do you want that? Because if you do, if you if you think that what you have right now today is life, liberty, and property, you're fooling yourself. Especially if you're here in the United States and, and even other 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 countries like France has a ridiculous tax tax law. A lot of these other countries have massive tax hikes. I know Canada does too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're going to work to pay the taxes. It's not the other way around. So if you think mm-hmm. you're free, you're fooling yourself. Indeed, and then that was. Uh... Natalie was asking, what do you think about personal income taxes? Yeah. So Natalie, here's what I'm going to tell you. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on this because we could spend a whole nother hour just doing this. What I will tell you here in the United States, you need to read 
the IRS tax code, which is uh, Title 26, you are required by law to file a return. You are required by law to give yourself a self-assessment. That's all you need to know. Right. Okay? <laughs> right. right. Brilliant. You need, to, you need to give the IRS a self-assessment. That's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. um, there's a great website out there if you guys want to know some more information. It's uh, losthorizons.com. Okay. Losthorizons.com. Check it out if you have any questions on uh, on anything as far as, as tax related stuff. There's a there's a book there. Yep, that's it. Losthorizons.com. Uh, you can order a book there. It has all the information there. Um, that whoever put that website together is 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 great. So very good. And uh, Steve is wondering personal question: Do you volunteer to pay income tax? <laughs> Boy, that's a loaded question too, right? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I will tell you this: I filed returns and I've given myself a self assessment. Does that answer the question? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. Uh, so let's see, where would you like to go with this? Do you want to go into more detail about why you're more powerful without a lawyer? Um, what can really, we do that you otherwise couldn't? Well, again, like I said before, there's, there's, there's things we can do that lawyers won't do. Like I just mentioned, uh, bar grieving other attorneys. Um, if you're represented with a lawyer, they won't do that. Um, the next step I was going to tell people that if you have, um, I think it was Joel that asked a question about a judge. If you're in a situation where a judge is giving you wishy-washy answers or he's denying motions that he has no authority to deny, ju um, file a judicial conduct complaint. That's going to get that. He's going to take notice of that real quick. Um, I can tell you at the federal court level, if you file a judicial conduct complaint, it goes to the court of appeals and they hold hearings on it. So a federal district judge does not want to get a judicial conduct complaint filed against him. And if you do, then they know, all right, I don't want this person in my courtroom. You're going to see real quick where the judge is going to issue some type of an order um, ordering the parties to mediate. You guys make this go away. Get them out of my courtroom. That's the, poli that's the political game we want to play. Right. So that's the power that we have as, as, as pro se litigants, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Otherwise, they can just run rush roughshod over you, and uh, yep. then you never take them to task. So, um, so true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So um, we do have another comment about, uh, I don't know if you want to keep going down this road or not. It's entirely up to you. Just uh, that uh, Janine respectfully disagrees about status correction. She's gotten one signed by a Supreme Court judge and is now recognized and uh, says it won't be recognized without the signature of a judge. Hmm, that's the first I've ever heard of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Janine, I'm not saying it's not true. Um, I'm just telling you what I've seen. I have never seen any, any of the paperwork that's been out there that's, that says this is what you have to do. I've not seen it being successful anywhere. I, I'm just saying, I, there's just questions I have, you know, in, what does it do? Um, how do you, how does it work? And what does it protect me from? Because um, at the end of the day, if I'm driving down the road, I'm still getting harassed by these, these road pirates. You know, mm -hmm. I, I would love, I would love to put some magic, piece of paper or sign on my on my truck that says leave me alone i'm i'm a i'm a state national or whatever you want to call that it just it, where i'm here where i'm at here it doesn't work so i'm not saying it doesn't janine please don't please don't misunderstand me um i would love to see evidence of it if you're willing to share that with jump on my telegram group send me a direct message i'm i'm more happy to take a look at it mm-hmm 
Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah, it's good to be open. And uh, Steve is just clarifying that it wasn't he wasn't interested in you volunteering, but do do we volunteer ah. to pay income tax and file? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, so again, re read the tax law, Steve. I mean, it depends on where you are, what state you're in. But for for United States citizens, citizens that live in, in the United States, whatever state you're in, the tax code, the tax law requires everyone to file an income tax return. That's a requirement, which is why if you choose not to file a return, they're going to come after you. The difference is, is that you are only required to pay what you believe you're required to pay. That's the self-assessment thing. So you need to research the laws, look, look specifically um, what the tax definitions are of wages and trade or business. And, and based on your interpretation, does that apply to you or no? Because here's where it's at. If I file a tax return and I write a statement on there that says, um, you know, these wages or my income was not subject to uh, wages or I was not, excuse me, I was not engaged in wages or a trade or business with my employer according to the definitions as I understand it. And this is signed under the penalty of perjury. Now, who's going to bring a claim against me to tell, to tell me otherwise? Because here's what's interesting, Steve, is that the Supreme Court United States has said that W-2s and 1099s are not evidence. Cannot be used as evidence. Can you clarify sure. what those are for anyone who doesn't know? Like yeah, me? so a W-2, for anybody who doesn't wear, and I apologize, I keep forgetting about our Canadian friends. <laughs> um, okay. A W-2 is the document that your employer would send to the uh, revenue service to say this is how much money you made. T-4 in our in our world here. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So mm -hmm. United States, it's called a W-2. Canada, it's a T-4. Okay. Um, the 1099 is, um, it's basically just a document that says, you know, we didn't withhold any taxes from you, but this is how much money we paid you. Okay. So those forms technically are not even supposed to be sent to the IRS. Uh, oops. Sorry. Those people are <laughs> <laughs> not even supposed to be sent to those people. They're only supposed to be sent to you for informational purposes. So, you just have to correct the erroneous presumptions and file a corrected return. That's that simple. Nice. Great advice. That's awesome. And uh, so are there any other subjects that you feel passionate about sharing about right now? Any future things to come? How, how long do you think your five cases are going to keep you engaged for? That's Oh, gosh. Yeah, I, I'm going to be up to my neck in these cases for at least another year, maybe year and a half. Um, I'm hoping to get some resolution to a couple of them here pretty quick. So um, but I, 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 I post or excuse, I post I host my own video podcast as well. Oh, good. Um, and I What's do that on, on Friday afternoons. Um, as a matter of fact, to hear in about 15 minutes. So, uh, oh, oh, very good. So yeah, we're right on time. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so how I, do I send people there? Is it on which um, Yeah. So jump over to the telegram group affidavits one oh one. We post, um, the link there. It's, it's again, it's, um, we do it through Streamyard as well. And it's uh, live stream through, um, YouTube. Um, we're trying to get enough rumble subscribers to be able to do a live stream through rumble. Um, so, yeah, um, but I host that usually every other Friday and I talk about um, interesting cases that I have seen. Um, I talk about my cases, what I'm doing, what I've, what's happened. Um, it's called the Justice Revolution. Thank you, Crash. I can never remember my own video podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Justice Revolution. Um, we are on um, Clout Hub. 
So if you guys jump over to Cloud Hub, we, we put all of our videos up there um, on Rumble and then, you know, YouTube as long as they let us stay. But who knows? We're on borrowed time there. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yes. So, but I would say for everybody else, you know, again, any questions, jump into our Telegram group, post your questions. Um, just, just get the course, get the, get the how to win in court course. That's anybody who asks for my help. I say, listen, I have no problem helping, but you need to do this course first. Right. If you're not right. willing to learn this, I, I can't do this. I'm not going to teach. I'm not just going to give you a fish. I'm going to teach you how to fish, even though I hate fish. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a common ongoing theme. Get yeah. it? Get it? Yes. And I'm going to share Dr. Graves' course one more time as well. And as I mentioned, he'll be coming on soon. And uh, so, yeah, someone was kicked off Telegram. That's bizarre. I've heard of that. Yeah. It is bizarre. Yeah. But I've heard it's been very rare. So you, you might try signing up again under a different username and see different if you're going to get in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I haven't heard of that at all. I've got like I'm eaten alive by bots. By the way, if you're not familiar mm -hmm. with my uh, King Hero channel and chat, then I'm going to share some links to that as well. You can come and uh, spam us with your fear porn. No, I'm just kidding. That's the one thing <laughs> I really don't like. Yeah, darn. Hey, it's it, so I really do try to encourage people to post solutions, something, you know, what's working for you? What have you found mm -hmm. that's super helpful that, you know, whether it's in law or health or navigating your life in, in some way and, you know, prepping or whatever, this is what we need right now. I just got the best book about how to create a market garden and how you can turn yourself into a, a farmer, not just for your own needs, but for the, uh, you know, 30 to 50 families we aim to potentially feed next year. So super good here in Manitoba. And yeah, keep it to solutions just for fun. It's a mm -hmm. discipline. It's very mm -hmm. difficult to turn the tables because when you're so tuned into everything that's wrong, first of all, like we talked about at the beginning, you lose your time. Look at how much time you spend, James, right? And you're anticipating another year and a half or more ahead of you. So you have to be very judicious with how you actually you know, spend your time and, and give your energy. Like you said, you're interested in people that actually want to fish for themselves, not just coming looking for the answer in that moment to get them out of that pickle. That's not what we're doing here. And uh, yeah, thank you for everything that you've done, becoming a champion for not only yourself, but for others as well. James, it's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Appreciate maybe, it. Maybe we can have you in the house of free will and, uh, and teach about something like juries. That's a, another subject I was going to bring up with yeah. Dr. Graves as well. Yeah, I would, I'd love to. I mean, it, uh, this again, my passion is, is, is teaching. My passion is educating. And, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times people have offered me money. Um, you know, Crash can, can attest to this. And I, and I always say, no, I won't take your money. I'm sorry. I just won't. I just, the fate of our Republic is at stake. And I want to educate my brothers and sisters and, and not just my brothers and sisters here within the, the, the supposed boundaries of this country, but also my brothers and sisters across the world. I mean, I've, I've talked to people in New Zealand and in Australia, even in South Africa. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing how they find us. And, you know, there's people all across this world that are looking for remedy and they know that, Hey, you know, I, I got here somehow, somebody put me on this planet. Somebody has given me rights and I want to exercise those rights. And, and as long as you know what those are and you know how to stand on your own two feet, you're going to be just fine. Amen. You're a really good role model for us. It's awesome. Well, thank you hey. for having me on.
Yeah, thank you so much. Everybody should now jump over onto your podcast yes. at uh, Affidavits. The link is there in the uh, in the Telegram, apparently. So you can go and do that. I will miss it for today because I've got to run myself. Cool, but, no worries. Uh, I will be in contact about the House of Free Well. So thank you so much, James, for Sounds coming. Good. I'll stay on just for a couple minutes and make a few more announcements. Sounds great. Hey, thank you. Appreciate okay. it. Goodbye, okay. everybody. Okay, Take bye care. for now. All right. Well, that was a fantastic talk. I knew it would be. Definitely go visit affidavits101.com or the Telegram group. Let me grab that one more time just to show you. You might have to scroll up a little bit. Oh, I lost it. Darn it. Okay. I'll grab it one more time. Yeah. James is a, is a fighter and a trooper and he's so even. Can you see how even his energy? He's not flying off the handle. He's not yelling. He's not angry. He's just standing in his God-given rights and it shows. And he was willing to learn and humble himself to all that information. And uh, if you appreciate his disposition, then I would definitely invite you to, uh, I mean, I don't know how he came across it, but I do teach people how to handle their shit. And I've got a course coming up, the Find Your Sacred Purpose course that is going live Actually, modules are already going live. There's one open. There's going to be another one open on Sunday. And then there's a live orientation November 25th, which I know is your Thanksgiving if you're in the US. I'm, uh, that one is going to be recorded, so you won't miss anything. And then the live retreat is the following Friday, uh, December 2nd, where we're getting together to specifically learn how to recognize patterns. You think you, you think you know, and it's easier out there, harder in here. This can be a brand new subject for people. Once you get to know yourself, you really become unstoppable. You become uncontrollable. And uh, on that note of being uncontrollable, I am also the founder of the House of Free Will. If you're not familiar with a private association, it's still a little bit of a sprout, but we have 200 members already from the last, uh, I guess, since July 4 was the first time that somebody joined my membership. And there are a number of law workshops. Big Sid did one. Brett Fountain did one. Amanda Ridding did two. Uh, off the top of my head, that's what's there. And we've got more coming on December 8th. There's going to be Ryan Ashley, who is an expert in EMF um, mitigation. And he's going to come and teach us the, the ins and the outs of how to do that for ourselves Very valuable, I think, as the agendas roll on and they keep shooting us with all the wrong stuff. Um, the House of Free Will also has a, a bi-weekly fellowship meeting, which is, to me, priceless, absolutely a beautiful experience. And this week on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central Time, Central Standard Time, Natalie Reimer Anderson, Anderson is coming in to speak on, um, I believe it's John 14, six of them getting that right. I'd have to go and see, did I make that note? It is, uh, I can't get it. Anyway, it's in John and it's, uh, it's Jesus talking about I am. Uh, I am the way, the life and the truth. And she's going to come and lead some discussion around that. So it's going to be awesome. And you're excited about the EMF talk. Yeah. I mean, we need this. It's, it's not enough for people to just come and tell you the scary facts. That's not enough. That's not how, okay. We, we all know the scary facts now. And, and personally, I don't, I can't spend my time researching that, but I will spend my time researching the remedy 100%. So whatever we can do for our health to protect ourselves, protect our children, then this I want to know, and it will be a really beautiful time. And waiting on a code to get on Telegram. Yeah, darn. Those are, yeah, those are crazy. You're trying to join the Affidavit 101, and it says it's private. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have anything to do with administering that, that group at all. So, and it says share the link. You know what? Hmm. 
Maybe I grabbed the wrong link. So let me, no, that won't work. Hmm. Okay. I will put a bug in James's ear and let him know about that. So yeah, this other one, it's not possible even to copy and paste, but um, it's all caps affidavits 101 should be. Yeah. So maybe it's the all caps thing. I don't know. The other, the other address didn't have caps. So I'm sorry. I don't know how to direct you there. And the James, James's channel is affid, I believe affid, Oh no. What did somebody say? Somebody already had it here. That, um, the justice revolution. Yeah. So go jump over there. He will probably be live any minute now, probably in six minutes, I'm guessing. And that will be a lot of fun just to catch a, a little double header. All right, everyone. So yeah, if I will actually grab a link to the Find Your Secret Purpose course that is coming up, if you haven't had a chance to look into it, if you're a Crow subscriber, there are savings, not that uh, and Crow was on the other day, amazing interview, shout out to Crow. That was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And they were generous to be able to offer their after the interview that he did with me to offer their members a, a savings as well. So if you don't have that and you are a crew member, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, and Joel, you managed to join. That's fantastic. And uh, Suiz, you signed up for the King Heroes journey. Uh, that's awesome. Nice to nice to have you as well. Lots of people have been um, applying for membership. And if you would like to do that to take part in the upcoming workshops and fellowship meetings, then you're most welcome to do that. Here is the link to apply to be part of that private membership association. There are questions. I'm, I'm hoping to get to know you through that application. So don't be too spare, even if you're like, oh, I just like James the Patriot and I heard he might do a workshop. Share a little bit about yourself, who, who you are, what you stand for, you know, maybe what you're getting stuck with in your life as well. It gives me a little indication if we truly are brother and sister, because that's what the private domain is all about. That's my household. That's my private space. It's like having you here in my living room. And I want to make sure that we're all the right kind of people. And uh, beautifully, the right kind of, only the right kind of people have been showing up. I really haven't had to turn anybody away at all. So um, you love that interview. That's great. Awesome. And hello, Linda. I am enjoying having you here. You enjoyed the interview with James. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Just salt of the earth. So easy to understand, clear, um, you know, not full of uh, righteous energy in, in like that he's so high on himself or anything like that. He would have the right to be because he's, he, you know, he's done things that are considered more brave. And, you know, a lot of what he said was was King Hero all the way. And I, I knew that would be the case. So, yes, we will no doubt be seeing more of him over the years. And uh, you run your extra large at Gap. I'm not sure what that means, Blue Sky. Uh, you're applied and you're a member, just haven't filled out the questionnaire yet. Okay, so you, that means you wouldn't be a member. The application is the questionnaire, just in case there's any confusion with that. So what happens when you apply to the House of Free Will? I get your application. I read every single word of it. I relish it. There's so many beautiful messages that have come through that way. And then I pass it on to my assistant, Christine, she will send you a link to the agreement. There's also uh, an, a, a donation, monthly donation. If for some reason you are so slammed from the pandemic or whatever, but you have self-responsibility and you have the will to contribute to a member's association, then I am not keeping you out. You just have to let me know and I'll send you a link. And uh, yeah, yeah, good to know. I know it can be confusing. It's not one of those just like clicking you're in. 
totally different arena. That's how I, one of the ways I try to keep it authentic from my side and hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> there you go. Hello, Stuart. Nice to see you. Let's see if I can read this. Uh, USA is a Commonwealth country, lost the Republic when the democracies creep back in from England via the British overlords. Although the founding fathers did all they could to keep that from happening. Thanks to the British admirals who poured in from England, brought their democracy courts, i.e. the bar mob rules, exactly with them and the Republic eventually failed. Nowhere in the USA constitution, you will find the word democracy. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's, and then that great point James met, uh, made that it's about you agreeing to follow your government. That's what democracy really is. So that's enlightening. And last time, I'll just say you should visit affidavits101.com <clears throat> or the Telegram group, which seems to be working fine, and catch up with uh, with James as well. So I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day. Did I ever share that link? I think I did. Yeah, the Find Your Sacred Purpose. It is starting next Friday. Is that true? Yep, next Friday. Exactly. It's one week today, coming up really fast. And there are some spots left, although I think it's about 70% full. So... That's it for now. I love you guys. I hope to see you soon. And uh, maybe I'll jump on and do a personal stream sometime soon as well. I haven't done that for a really long time. Just been handling uh, about a bazillion different things. But lots of things are getting handled. And that's really good. Okay, everyone. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now.